Got it. I am sure everybody right now is working on locating their energetic center. I'm sure you're locating it and you're finding out, oh my God, it's with my father again. I can't believe I have my center with my father again. <laughs> Something like that. All right, I'm going to take it back this time, taking it back again, go and pull it back and say, you can't have this. You cannot have this. I'm not giving you my center anymore. Go poof, and put it right back on your center. And I'm sure you're using your clicker and you're making a grounding cord between your center and the middle of the earth. It has some color, perhaps a color that you don't even have a name for, but since we're all saying the color of our grounding cord out loud in just a second, then you have to come up with a name for it. So it could be some chartreuse purple color or some kind of morose grayish orange color or something like that. So anyway, here we go. One, two, three. Say the name of your ground color, your grounding cord. Go. Caramel. Green caramel. That's what mine is. Thank you. And then you make one more click your clicker and you have a bubble around yourself. You declare the bubble, your energetic bubble of space. It's your culture. It's your game world space. It's the context that you would love to live in. And nobody can take you out of that ever. They could put you in a straitjacket and lock you away in a padded cell and you still don't have to come out of your bubble of your own culture. Why should you? Those guys who are keeping you in the padded cell, their life sucks. Imagine trying to be one of those guys keeping somebody like you in a padded cell would not be a fun job because you'd be escaped in less than three days. Jacques Futrelle uh, is a book by Jacques Futrelle who, who wrote about how he escaped from any prison in less than three days. The problem was that he drowned on the Titanic when it went down. He had a couple of new manuscripts he was bringing to the publisher but he never escaped the Titanic. This put a little doubt in my bones about his actual ability to escape from prison. But you know, it could have been an accident. Some, some, one of those chimneys could have fell over and knocked him on the head or something like that. That's, that's the story I have anyway. Jacques Futrelle is one of my heroes. <clears throat> okay then, enough of this chit chat. Uh, and Chloe, what are we doing? First thing. Any any reports? Any uh, yeah. from emotional healing processes or discovery in terms of yeah game world building, game world deepening, context deepening, um, or your own ability to hold space for your game world, <clears throat> or anything else really, Clinton. I mean, contact with the people from the game world of Zeg. It, which is a community game world uh, outside of Berlin in Germany. They've been there for over 30 years and they've, they have transformation as one of their bright principles. And so, and Chloe and I have been consulting with them over the years a number of times, and it's been more of a gradual stepwise consulting, but just as we moved out of Europe and into Central and South America, 
they hit a wall because it turns out there's this faction of people inside of their game world that wants to continue their basically radical evolution or their commitment to transformation. And then there's a the bulk of, of the members who are dedicated more towards uh, my story part of it is Clinton, having sex. Sorry, can I interrupt you for a second? Richard, I see that you're eating and this is not an eating space. So if you need to eat, please leave the space and I'll admit you afterwards. Um, but this is not an eating space. Thank you. Thank you. And so, so thank you, Chloe. And, and so there's this faction and the other people essentially want to have Zag as a retirement home, comfortable, you know, uh, community kind of new age retirement home. So, okay. So what do they do about that? And this is exactly the kind of game world problems that certain game worlds have. There's really standard problems. That's one of those, that's one of them. And so it's, it's really painful because I'm we're in touch with Achim and Ina who are the uh, original co-founders of the, of the game world. And the, <clears throat> the, the unconscious gremlins of the several other factions are at, at war with each other in social media. So they're sending out waves of criticism and blame and calling Zeg as a sect, and they're they're doing vicious attacks. And you know we know you know this circle here, we know this is gremlin, and and it's it's like it really probably some of you have been attacked in that way for taking a stand for evolution or transformation or possibility or some kind of thought where that's outside of the mainstream. And my, when I get attacked like that, my basic response is, is thank you. It's like, thank you. <clears throat> it's a judo attack. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, if I have no impetus to, to do the fight back thing, you know, here are my reasons, here's my proof, here's my arguments, here's, you know, this, this, then it's, you're at the same level. It's, and I saw a film once where and I got the phrase, so I did not make up this phrase, but the phrase is, it would be beneath my dignity to fight back. And, and it, because it's just like a gremlin game, who I'm not interested in gremlin game. So um, this is my conversation now with the Achim and Ina, the, who are the faction that wants evolution is to, you know, if you are having an evolutionary game world, a game world that has the bright principle of evolution or transformation or healing or discovery or any of those things, your game world needs to evolve also. And so the conversation is, this feels like an evolution happening in the game world of Zeg. What's the next step in the evolution of your game world? And, and I just wanted to share that because it's, it's an actual thing happening right now Actually, uh, Ahim asked me to share the information with people I know so that any rumors that come out about Zeg being a sect and Zeg, you know, all this, that we would actually know it's, it's just the gremlin game we're on. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. So Clinton, if, thank you. If you find yourself in the, you know, whatever, Ahim and Ina, but it can happen to anybody. So what, what would you do 
if you were in in that position? Well, I mean, I mean, the first thing actually I do is call and Chloe and Clinton to come in and facilitate a <laughs> walk or a frying pan process for everybody. You know, because we have the clarity to handle giant gremlins in a space, and they don't have that. <clears throat> they don't, even though they, that we've been there, they don't have. They can't hold that space. And so, the, an alternative is what what I was just suggesting was is to look at what evolution is trying to get born. What birthing process is Zeg in right now? And it and it's it's. We talked about it before, but in on Earth, I don't know how many square kilometers there are, and there's more because of land, because the volcano in, in, in La Palma is erupting still. So it's making more land. So in any case, there's essentially a fixed amount of physical space to move into, but in game world space, is, it's unlimited. Game world space is unlimited land territory. So we can expand and move out and part and create new game world space. And so new game space. And so that's what I would essentially invite them to do, but without the low drama, without the, like it's a, a birth process. You don't have low drama at a birth process unless you don't know who the father was. So you have a, you have this, you go through the birth make it a conscious birth. What are we giving birth to now? And, and then take a stand for that. And uh, we even, I even did this one time in a possibility lab training space where I had about 25 people in Germany long, long ago. And we got to, we, we had a theme for this, for this lab was called, was fear. Lee Kumar, were you at this one? Did you go to the fear one? It was in the basement of somebody's house. Okay, so what happened was, first of all, a third of the people did not come. And then as soon as we began the lab, a guy started going, if you don't open the windows and get some more air in here, I'm leaving. Okay, what feeling is that? Anger. Fear. Fear. Yeah, he's... So this guy was freaking out about fear. Okay, well, it's a fear lab. I mean, since then, we don't tell anybody what a lab is about, so they, nobody knows. But anyway, so what happened was is the entire room divided in half. Okay, can't go on this way. It's not going to work like this. And so it was this weird little thing where he had a balcony in the basement, a small balcony, and I said, that's the ship. And over here by the door, that's the shore. The ship is leaving the shore. Where are you? And everybody needed to make a decision. And they needed to go stand on the ship and beg more people. Come on, you can do this. It's not too bad. You can make this. And the people on the shore go, you idiots. You guys are you're going to die. You know, you're going crazy. This is insane. And then there were these people in the middle on a pillow, like three or four people who were on this little rowboat between the two shores. They didn't know where they were gonna be and they would move over this way a little bit and then move back this way. And it turned out, it was this incredible high low drama. It was like a high, a low drama made into this high drama because it was conscious choice. One person from the rowboat moved over to the boat. The other three went to the land and those people left the training. 
So they really, they left the lab and we never really saw them again. So there was like eight people leaving a training at the same time. And we're just going, what's going on? What's going on? Until about an hour later, the space went, boosh. it was like having a hot air balloon and throwing out eight sandbags. The whole, the whole space just, we had an incredible lab. It was totally amazing lab. And there was only 12 people about, but it was totally amazing. To, and so these are dynamics that happen in, you know, families, companies, churches, you know, governments. I mean, this kind of thing is happening at the community. Lee Kumar. I was at that training. Thought so. And it was a two-year program. We were part of a two-year program. We met every three months, a group of 26 people. And after that training, yeah, we were, I think, 13 or 14 left that remained and completed the second, I think it was the second half of the two years. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. And we opened the windows after they left, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It's not, it's not like we're fanatical all the time about having the windows closed, just sometimes. But for me, the whole story has, you know, it's not, it's not only what they did, it helped us to reflect what we were doing. To get to a place to see, holy shit, that's what we're doing. It helps to clean out and to rebuild a new chamber and that's what we did together and it was as you said the second year was well my mind still didn't recover from that one and i hope it will never <laughs> recover from that one <laughs> yeah thank you and this is what's happening at seg and this is what's happening actually a lot of places around the world and in the environment where you suppress feelings and emotions and authenticity and and those kinds of things then you then you try to enforce a rigid structure on the game world you try to enforce it and hold it and you have the hierarchy and you have the rules and you have and it's rigidly enforced it will the thing is still going on it's just suppressed it's just it's and and then there will be a few people who make it who who leave you know if they want to go create a new game world they will but it's, it's a hard way to live. You, you often need alcohol and drugs and illicit sex and gambling. You need a lot of stuff to use up the emotional energy that's really going on in a hierarchical, compressed, suppressed uh, structure in, in, game, in a game world. Clinton, can you also yes. talk about, in terms of our conversation with SEG that's been you know, going on for some years for me and then more years for you, but this invitation about making baby Zeg and, and kind of this, can you talk about that? Because that was also one of the offers that you made to Ahim mostly and Ina. Which part would you like me to talk about? Well, about, in, in a way, in terms as a response to what was already going on even two years ago when we visited them. <clears throat> I mean, one of the, we, there's, a, there's a, a principle that is in, in possibility management game worlds 
which is the principle of replacing yourself. So in, in any position that you have, I think Dan, you have a phrase for something like design for your own demise. Word? Your own demise. Design for go ahead, Dan. Can you say that? Uh, yeah, that'll work, yeah. Yeah. No, but, but I, I'm still, oh. behind that. Oh well, well, if I'm if I'm inside a game world and I'm I'm in the game of evolution and and, and growth, um, at some point, then the 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 match between where the center of gravity of the game world is and where I am and where I'm yearning to go aren't the same anymore, and so at that, at that point, what often happens is I leave and the thing the game world dies, but if the game world has been created in such a way that other people have been um, invited to help hold it, you know. Then it lives, and the, and 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 the, the amazing thing is that, in my experience, when I'm ready to leave, and it's actually a mistake for me to stick around, it's so beautiful when there's people for whom you're you're leaving creates a beautiful space there, ready to jump into, and the whole thing takes on a whole new lease of life, and you go and make, you go off to fresh game worlds, and it's a it's winning happening. Thank you. I was just talking with Susanna Hussler about this earlier today, and it it has to do with. When in the early stages of discovering and building out the different lineages or circles or roles in your game world, it's brilliant, it's clear, it's astonishing, it's evolutionary. And those are the times to document this. Because, because, because a couple weeks later, a couple months later, certainly a, a year later, the, this will all have incorporated itself into your five bodies and will not be fresh and a perspective and you don't, you don't realize how important it was. And, and, you know, these practices that we learn and expand the box training, things like completion loops, or, you know, I feel mad, sad, glad, and scared because these are so almost boring. I mean, there's like meat and potatoes. I mean, it's like, it's like basic, of you know, like breathing just about. And so, so to, to stand there, to remember how astonishing it was to have your first completion loop and see it handle this, the problem, it's just over. Or to have your first feeling and have it gone in, in like less than two minutes go, it just disappeared. I used it and it went, like these things are astonishing. But after, you know, some months or some years, it's become your, your way. And so it's not visible anymore. So it's so important in the beginning stages of your game world to document how, you know, what you're discovering and put it somewhere. And so, and then the person who's, then you have a handbook for the, for the person who's to, to train the person how to replace you. You, know, you have the distinctions, you have the practices, you have the, the links, the resources, you have the support for the people coming after you to come in and, and they don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, basically what I thought was everything in possibility management is so obvious. Once it's discovered, it is so obvious that, uh, that it should have been figured out already. That's one thing. And the other thing is anybody else could figure this out. And, it, and I wait around for a while and I, and I realize nobody's figuring it out. And so then I start realizing, oh, my God, this has to be delivered. It has to be framed up. It has to be brought to people in a training space, a transformational training space, because it is not going to be 
necessarily just rediscovered. And so it isn't, it isn't, it is not, uh, it's not like rescuing. It's not a rescuing maneuver. It's paying respects to your own value. It's paying respects to the uniqueness of your being, that you are the one who, you're the chosen one. You are the chosen one for this stuff that you're getting. And, you know, if you can give it away to other people, then they can have it, but they are not going to be able to get it without you. There's a, there's a way, like, I know most of you, and every time I talk to you, I hear your perspective. It's alive and well, and it's unique in the world, and it's providing value. And I haven't seen any duplication <clears throat> from one being to another being in terms of, oh, yeah, we're all we're the green beans or something like that. You know, we're all doing the same thing. It doesn't work like that. And so when you, when you get stuff coming through, when it's clear, when it's working out, document that and make the treasure out of it because it's the kind of treasure that grows by giving it away. The more you can give this away, the more the whole human race has stuff to choose from. You know, and where we are now in terms of anything that's good on planet Earth came because people did not copyright it. They gave it to the creative commons. They made it available for other people to use. So like everything around that, that is around here, my, my steel cup that has enamel on the outside, you know, my cotton shirt and I, these things, it all came because somebody somewhere invented it, you know, made it and then documented how to do it and then passed it around. So we're all benefiting from thousands of years of human beings contributing to the creative commons. Well, guess whose job it is now? It's our job, it's your job. Each one of us is at, at this cutting edge in our game world, in your game world, you are building your game world because you are at the cutting edge of the evolution of human consciousness right now. So grab the stuff that's coming through, document it and give it away. Give it away in talks, workshops, articles. We'll be talking about this soon. This is how your circle builds. This is how you will build your circle is what, can, what kind of food can you provide for other people? What food are you providing? So on their five bodies, you know, we're not talking about potatoes. We're talking about distinctions, possibilities and transformational processes, like all those values, that's food. And so the, the point is to, to, re, to take a stand, like recognize where you are in the entire like human history. And you're, we are the ones contributing to the creative commons right now. You know, people who do the same thing today that they did yesterday, they're not contributing to the creative commons. They're basically creating, building a mess, it's kind of a mess they're making. Somebody else has to clean it up or it just stays there. They're just mass producing messes. So when you're inventing new stuff, the, the, it's not a mess, it's a possibility. And so if the possibility is valuable, other people will use it. If it is not valuable, valuable other people will not use it. And so you can count on the feedback from the universe about that. That means try whatever you can. It means try whatever you're inspired to. And, and bring it alive, you know, cause it to exist. And then make your bubble of space. Don't leave that space. Like live in that space. 
and other people will feel it or talk to it or sense it and go, wow, I'm scared of that. And they leave or other people come and they go, God, what is that? Can you say more? What's going on over there? And, and then you can share what's going on. But if you do not take a stand for the uniqueness and the value of your own context in your game world, other people cannot receive the benefits of it. It's really up to you. And then we have emotional blocks about that. We have hesitations. We have old decisions. We have fears. We have these things that block us from being that because we have not been through enough initiatory processes yet. And so that's why it's so fabulous to have the emotional uh, healing EHP dojo website, you know, where teams are forming up to have an EHP dojo. Uh, Anne Elizabeth was even making a proposal. I'm not sure how solid it is, but um, we've been experimenting for how this goes, but she or Anne Elizabeth plus somebody else could be a space holder for an EHP dojo just for this team, you know, just for the incubator. Or you can participate in the more open or general incubators that are happening. So, but the importance of that, of those, of the EHPs, I'm sure you know that from personal experience. So is that what you meant, Nkloy? It's like, you're talking about giving birth, <laughs> giving birth to, you know, what's the next evolutionary, what's, what are we giving birth to? And it's often the case that, that there's enough game space for game worlds that you build out the next game world based on what you feel is your value. So, yes, and maybe this is a little early for, for us who are, we're building our own game worlds, but maybe not for, maybe not for everybody. And maybe that would be, you know, it will come alive for you in your game world in five or, or 10 years. But the offer that we were making to Zeg is where is your Zeg incubator? Where is your building the next Zeg? Because, and because what is going on is like around Zeg, there's a lot of people grouping up in, in houses and in community. We're not moving into Zeg. They're just not moving in, you know, the guess is that because the context of Zeg is not clear enough or not attractive enough to for what they want to do or is, is not transformational enough or whatever or maybe they have a they're building another another game world but Zeg is not taking a stand for the value that they are by saying look all of you got, come come to Zeg and and let's incubate your game world because we have what we have learned stuff from building Zeg for 30 years and we can give we can give that away to you and then you go build it somewhere else and you don't have to just stick around and be quote unquote, in the shadow of Zeg. You, you get to build a whole shiny bright thing over there and 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 so they don't have that in Zeg they don't have this uh, you know, whatever new baby, baby community or incubator community or, and, um, and so, I mean, one of the results is that a lot of their young people is going to, is moving to a community called Go and Change, which is a, which is new and bright and, and full of transformation and, and radical. It's totally radical in many ways. And so their young people, instead of, uh, getting the value that they have or the power that they have, they're moving where they're 
where initiation is happening. I mean, the, the, the quote unquote young people, I'm talking about, you know, 17, uh, 18, 19, 20 years old. This is the age where we are looking for initiation. We're looking for this radicalness, this, the death of the, the childhood to step into our adulthood. And they were not finding it in Zeg. And so, so they were looking for it somewhere else. Yeah. So that could be whatever, as, as your game world gets bigger, you know, whatever, bigger, and, and you see these people gravitating, it's like, okay, maybe it's time to have that, that meta conversation and how to empower them to go do their thing, go do their thing, but you're still providing value for them. Okay. I will, I'm going to, I just wanted to say, I'm going to, I'm going to find this quote that I found from Buckminster Fuller. Maybe you've heard it. It's the one, it's the question about what to do. It's a quote about what to do. I'll put it in the, in the Telegram group. But it's essentially he's saying what to do is what you see that needs to be done. Because nobody else sees what you see. And you, and it, and it's an amazing empowerment of, of just, you see it needs to be done, you do it. It needs to be created, you create it. Not waiting around thinking other people will see it and create it because nobody sees what you see. And what you see is a job on your bench. Your awareness of this thing that needs to be done is oftentimes a job on your bench, just go do it. It's incredible to get in that kind of a flow and Chloe and I yesterday were talking to this Peruvian shaman lady who um, was talking to us about encountering. And so she, she was saying that most people basically hide out. They kind of stay back or wait. And, and, and their life is kind of out of the flow or, or dead. <clears throat> and so, and can so I, she can said... I, can I say something? Yeah. Well, it's also waiting to be discovered like there's sort of this myth in modern culture i mean i remember being like 15 years old and thinking that the cia would discover me and take me and as one of their spies <laughs> and i was in france you know there's nowhere the cia could find me but anyway and i grew up i grew up in los angeles which is near hollywood and i everybody there was waiting to be discovered by some agency who would put you on a stage for some role and they're all waiting around who's going to discover me you know and <laughs> i mean and there's this really this uh insane uh whatever culture to be waiting but at the same time i think what a lot of what is going on is also the gremlin saying you know, you don't get what I have. If you don't find me, discover me, make me shiny and bright, you know, forget it. You, I'm going to keep my secret. I'm going to die with my secret and you're going to all die, you know, with me. And, and so that's, that's also, you know, what's going on in, in this pat passiveness. So this lady was telling us about encountering and, and, and so you think that by encounter, what you mean is a chance encounter, a coincidental encounter. And, and, and she said, no, 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 we're not, she's not talking about that. She's meaning, she means approaching the world encountering. So that your, your way is to encounter. 
you move forward towards the encountering thing. And so we have this conversation. Which, I mean, she add, said, can I also add something? So, and it's different yeah. from looking, because this looking yes, is this yeah. movement of going forward, and there's this, um, it's like almost aggressive. It's like, I, I want something. I want, and, and she says, it's not this passive, and it's also not moving forward. Yeah. So the, she told the story of the lady who lost her earring and came to her and said, you know, complain, I lost this beautiful earring and I've been looking everywhere. I'm trying to find it. I'm going everywhere. I want to find this thing. And she, of course, did not find it. And so the shaman lady says, well, there's a way that you can learn to encounter without applying pressure and without being dead. It's this middle thing. And so she's three days after that, she's walking down some road and she, she feels the encounter of her earring. And she looks down and there it is. And right on the side of the sidewalk, her earring is, is laying there after three days of laying there. So then there's this, this, she told another story where the house that we were in was incredible. It was on this beautiful sunset lake, like peaceful, quiet. It was just incredible right on the grass. It was right to the lake and a pier and a, and a handmade uh, carved out tree canoe that she could use and all this stuff. And so, she goes, here's how I found this house. She goes, I need to encounter a house. I'm, I'm going to go encounter my house, my next, because I can't stay where I am anymore. I need to, I wasn't looking for it. I did not look. I just went, okay, I'm going to go encounter this house. And she just started walking. And she walked away and she found this road and the entrance to this place was invisible. Can, go ahead. Can I add the detail? Because all of this was in Spanish. This woman doesn't speak <laughs> English. So we had a whole... Uh, Spanish evening last night, which was really amazing. But she said that three days before she had a dream where she was carrying a baby. The baby was called uh, Luna. And she was oh, just calling Luna and Luna. So and she walks down this path and she's like, I'm 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 listening. Her whole a lot of her work is about I'm listening. I'm going towards the encounter, but the house is also coming to the encountering, encountering me. So the house is all already talking to me. I need to just listen. She's walking down this path. This is tiny little road, barely big An enough alley. for a tiny tower. Um, yeah. And, and the, she hears this woman scream, Luna, Luna, Luna. She's like, this is it. Like, I need to go, go down this road. And, 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 and she meets this, um, so she keeps going and she meets this, this woman and she says, I'm, 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 I'm looking for a house. I'm, I'm encountering for a house. And, 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 and the woman says, we've, we've got one just, just down there. We've just got one. And, and then, then they walk down the stairs. Go ahead. Wait, the, the Luna, the Luna oh, yeah. was a cat. So the lady was shouting for her cat called Luna. But so, okay. So that was the clue. Anyway, and, so she gets the yeah. house. It was incredible. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we hear all this and Chloe and I, and we're going, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're walking home. It's like a kilometer on this busy road and we're about to go through the gate and we're just kind of having this encountering walk home. And I all of a sudden hear somebody go, Clinton. And I go, nah, this is some bird or something. I don't know. And he goes, Clinton Callahan. And I, so I turn around, I open the door again and here's this guy uh, our friend here, but he's standing next to this mountain. This guy is like way this much taller than me. He's this guy, and his name is Edgar Govea. 
who I met in 2014 at the New Story Summit at Findhorn. And he lives in Brazil and he goes, I need to talk to you. And it was like, they were driving down the road in an Uber. They called the Uber to turn around and park and they jumped out of the car and we just encountered each other like this. So we're going, okay, maybe there's something to this. So we wanted to pass it on to you as a practice of encountering. <laughs> okay, about half hour ago, there was this question of any, any, any sharings, any, yes, Anna. Yeah, I want to share about, I had the, the recording because I wasn't uh, the last, in the last call about the resistance. So it was a question about how to work with the resistance. And I just want to share with you how I do. When, and because I had two other teams in between and I could, I could notice. And um, how I do is that for, for me, resistance is like almost every time in the, in the room, if it's a training or a coaching or is that team that I'm, um, that I'm working with. And what I do is I connect with the part of this person who is resisting, which is there. So the part who showed up. And when I commit with this part, then I, I bring the resistance and I talk about it as, as not a big deal. Like in my experience, if I make a big deal about the resistance, then I give the power to this resistance. And then the resistance comes and it turns to be a big thing to go through. But if I, I just connect with this, with the being, I have a being connection. I commit to this person who showed up, has the resistance, and I'm just super curious about it. But I don't make it a big deal. I don't talk very long about that. And then at the end, I also acknowledge the impulse that was before, like for example, the impulse about mistrusting me because the person doesn't know who I am and wants to care for the team. And, and, so, and when I say that, like, okay, I see it's important for you to know who is sitting in front of you and you are Googling me for that. And, and with this acknowledgement about going to the, to the first, this is like almost, there is a, there is a valuable impulse, but the, the action is in not a responsible way. And I go to, to this first impulse of the person. And, and so I am through the resistance in the first 10 minutes and I always do this the first, the first thing. So I make the way free. And, and it's every time very, very um, yeah, successful or very, how can I say, yeah, it works. Um, and the other thing that I want to about that? Yeah. So if, if I get this, like you're talking about, if there's resistance, there are two parties involved. You know, if there if there's no there's no resistance unless there's a second, you know, pushback. You get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So yeah. So so let's say this is the client or somebody, and they have a, this thing, and then is the resistance in you, or there's a resistance in them that you're talking about? In them. In them. Okay. Okay. So and what you're doing is you're being curious about it. You're making no big deal out of it. 
right? And then, and then you, you check your own impulse. Is that right? You check your impulse or you're checking their impulse? I take their impulse. But at first, the first thing that I do is connecting, connecting to the part that this person has present because it showed up. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Yeah, and I connect with this, with this part of, of the person first. To their path or their past? To, to the part. There are two parts. Part, part, P-A-R-T. Uh, to their part. The part to that part. the part that committed. The part that, yeah. Okay, the part that committed, okay. And yeah. you're connected to that part that's, that's there, that's committed. Yes, yes, okay. who's committed. And then, and then I go and, and speak about the resistance. As, as wasn't, you know, and what is important is to, for me is to hear or to discover what is the first impulse that this person has behind the resistance. Okay. And what is it usually? Usually it's protection. Like I want to, we have so many people coming in here and they come here and the, and the preach and, and then they leave again. So I want to know who are you before I say anything, like something like that, for example. Or also other, I had entrepreneurs this week and, and the resistance was, there's a part of me that doesn't want to have this change. Like I cannot, I cannot imagine life with, without that. And I am dying and still I cannot do it. Like I cannot imagine how it is to, to leave my, my job. You know, I have these entrepreneurs who are totally in the game world, totally submerged and addicted to this game world. And they cannot live it because they have no distinction about the beings in the game world. So there is no gap. So if, if they leave the game world, they die. Mm -hmm. And it's a, whoa, it's a super scary, actually. But how do you, give, how do you validate their resistance impulse? How do you validate it? Because in, I've, we've talked about how a lot of times in this kind of a conversation, you, like me or whatever, you as the possibilitator, the game world builder, stand in a kind of arrogance that it's not actually your problem. You know, somebody has resistance and you have, and you, they want to give you feedback, they want to change you, they want to stop something. And you're, the arrogance that you have to have is kind of like invisibility or transparency or, or you're not really there. You're there as, yeah. a, as a catalyst. You know, you're not, you're not there as another yeah. human being, you're there as a catalytic transformational agent, an agency. So, so when you, they have, they have their impulse and it's this fear of losing their addiction, fear of dying, something like that. And then mm -hmm. you, you put it on the table and mm -hmm. then what? Then what? I put it on the connect. table and, and I connect with that and I say, thank you for saying that. And thank you for saying that at the beginning. 
and and I don't I don't make a big deal about it. So I leave it there. Like, okay, thank you for making it visible. And it it takes a lot of courage to say that to someone who you you don't know. And and let me see what is happening. Like, let me know what is happening while the session is going. And then I leave it and I move on to the next. Thank you. Anna, I know you wanted to say something else. I just want to say that actually you would love to talk to this um, Spanish shaman woman that we were talking to yesterday because she works also with big multinational companies and entrepreneurs wow. and all about this uh, dialogue and communication and, and this resistance to change. And she's, she was a street artist for more than 10 years oh, and a wow. poet. And it was amazing to hear how she learned to find her own uh, groundedness and centeredness in the chaos of the city while she was this, uh, you know, the street artists that are immobile, like that don't move, like in when, you know, people give a, a, some money, then they move. And so she oh, did the that. statue? Yeah, the statue. She was a statue. Yeah. And she did that for eight years. And then she discovered this distinction. I mean, she has a lot of jewels, but I, I'll, I'll give you one. She discovered this distinction between uh, withholding, like not saying something, and silence, in a, in a true silence, like mm. in in the chaos. Um, anyway, she's kind of this minor of jewels, and I think you would you would have a lot of things to talk about. So mm. yes, <laughs> yes, cool, yes. Um, and the other thing that I want to share with you was the, uh, this echo situation that happened when I um, explored the pain in my game world and I came with this so much anger because now like is everything flowing it's so cool and I cannot book venues my normal venues because they are now asking for a vaccine and all these possibilities of trainings are like in, in a question mark and the people also in the venues are like so scared and, and not knowing what to do and I had this big anger coming and this sadness and and then I got to this point about how my proposal yeah uh, was to um, I I develop in myself another identity which can you know it is it goes in this so underground thing about finding i find something else like i don't find this official venues but i find the way how physically i can still meet the people um and i was in this i was alone so i would do this by myself and then i got this message and the message say hi anna uh, you don't know me, but I, I, I have heard from you. And I have a huge house here in the woods in Clinton in Clifton. And I want to offer you my hall for any retreats that you might want to offer, because I don't know what to do with that hall and it's empty. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. <laughs> so we will have on the weekend a meeting and have a look on the conditions. I felt so glad about the whole process of expressing that pain and let it, yeah, let it come. Like not, 
not going out there and having the, you know, the panic with the emotional fear about we will die. It's like, okay, letting the universe bring this. And yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else Any, from anybody else? Go ahead, Anna Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I have been exploring this fear and sadness, how it, it appears to be mixed, even though I've been doing so much unmixing and also uh, exploring uh, old decisions. And what I've discovered is that it's not necessarily mixed, but, but finely layered. But when I go through and I like make it big all of a sudden, that mix it. But when I, I go from a subtle and come up, up, up very slowly, the, the intensity of fear can come and then it can get mixed if I go too fast. Otherwise, if I go very slowly, then it turns to a high intensity sadness, pure sadness. And then it goes, and that, and then it goes to a high intensity fear. But the the trick uh, that I discovered, and uh, Matthew has been holding space with me for that, is to to go to go slowly and carefully and and finally navigate. And then that has been working things through. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, process, Anne Elizabeth. It's a feelings practitioner discovery called the feeling cycle. And that might have no. you. So I know uh, Suzanne is really tra trained and uh, also practice using the, the feeling cycle, probably also uh, Yulia. And that's a, it's, it might seem like your next step in terms of this navigation, low intensity, fear, and sadness. And that actually a communication, a complete communication or complete experience has all four feeling. And if only you're layering fear, sadness, fear, sadness, fear, sadness, then you actually don't get to have a complete experience or a complete communication you know, of life. And so this feeling cycle is to train basically your heart, your emotional body, that it's okay to have or it's, it's, it's actually complete, like it's okay. And it's natural, it's, we're designed to have all four uh, feelings for one, one sentence, one communication, one experience. So, and it's a fantastic, uh, there's so much to be revealed in this feeling, the feeling cycle, the process. And Chloe, can you please share a link of the website where I can find more about this? There is no website, but um, I'll talk there will to will be. <laughs> I'm talking to Suzanne. And I can send a little blurb. I, I wrote really a small little blurb in part of the Fear Club um, space because it, it, it often, anyway, it, has, it helps a lot with regarding fear. So I, I'll share what I wrote in the map. Thank you. Oh. And I get that there, is, um, that there is a necessity. Yeah, thank you. 
I feel glad that I am apparently on a cutting edge. You are. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, anything else? Okay. Well, I would, so today we wanted to, we want to dive into this whole territory of game world building that is called building your circle. And that, oh, is, was there something over there, Hannah? Anything? Yes, it's not like, not that we did an EHP or something, but last weekend was our first- Are you sharing the group? Ah, okay, then <laughs> <laughs> I send you the text. Okay, okay, so but you can- Yes, I just like, I basically just wanted to share like how much joy it was to, and maybe you heard already like everything from Chloe, but we had this first event called Contact Research Weekend. Mm -hmm. And it was like the, the whole thing just felt like in a flow somehow. Like we learned so much when we prepared it. And it was mostly like, it was mostly, it felt like universe is kind of saying, just do it and do it and trust in yourselves because it was so fantastic in a way how much, it just worked when we three were in a flow together and it was mostly about that to clean the energies between the three of us and when this is clear the space is also clear and that's just like magic and i love it and and it was like so so touching to see how much love we can create if we trust in ourselves and yeah i'm just like i just wanted to share and i'm super glad that we did this <laughs> and i'm really excited to do more <laughs> mm, yeah. Thank you. Mm, I just uh, want to um, share a few things about what you said, and maybe using other distinction might help you in navigate what was happening. And I and I just make it as an offer, and you can you can figure you know whatever figure it out or find out yourself. But this thing, this whole concept of trusting ourselves or trusting you know, each other, or it's close to this thing of having confidence. You know, I trust myself that I'm confident. And, and that Clinton wrote a spark, but I, it's, it's really somehow that this concept of confidence, it seems to me is that we've put that instead of using our fear to navigate the space, to clean up the space, to be clear about what we want to say or to move into the unknown, you know, to radically rely on bright principles, archetypal lineage, you know, whatever the forces that were at work in your space. For me, it was, it was not about trust. It's about, it was about radically relying. You guys find a way to radically rely on your value and on the team. You're radically relying on that you are a team. And, and then sort of jacked in into a similar, it seems to me, like also from the sharing from Chloe, you jacked in into a similar space. And that's this flow of um, that, that actually you're not speaking. The space is speaking through you. And sometimes you might even, you know, finish each other's sentences. Or I, wanted, I also wanted to say that, you know, and it's, and it's, it's just because you jacked in into the same space. So just, 
I would to like to look for trusting yourself. Um, I think is a it's like a, a filter. It's like a a concept that you think then you're safe. If you trust yourself, then you're safe. And most people, what safe means is that I don't feel fear. If I'm safe, that means I don't feel fear. Mm. Okay, well, but then you lose all your access to fear and all the resources of fear. And, and, you, and you totally need that to navigate that kind of, you know, very delicate space, uh, but also to navigate really a game world. And, and I, you know, what I was getting from your sharing also, Chloe, is that it's, for me, it's the way you wrote it is so brilliant. It's building a game world or, you know, in that space was a game world, but building a game world is not about having, it's not about figuring it out and telling people how it goes. You know, this is how next culture goes, or this is how, um, you know, sort of try to force people, move people into traditions or ways or um, the, the way, the way it, it, it works is that you open spaces, people get to have experiences and those experiences change them in a way that they can hold next culture in their life. It changed their, their shape of their being so that they, they can sort of bring their own value to the world. And so it was just building next culture, I think is very similar to transformation or healing is that it is nonlinear. You, you, you crack a little thing here, you build a space there, you, uh, you know, dive into the underworld there, deepen the context here, have, have another, uh, uh, whatever, have a, have a process over here, have a, 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 you know, a cafe over there. And, and that's the multidimensionality of human beings also needs to be fed in the game world and to be reflected in the game world. And so that's um, this nonlinearity, I think is so important in, in game world building. Thank you. Okay, so where, where we wanted to go this week or today or right now is that um, sort of in the flow of what we were doing is your game world is about providing value and about inviting people so that when they're in your game world, they also provide more value for the world and for, for your game world and their game world. So it's a, a value enhancing uh, space so the so so then you need a circle you need you know it's how to build your circle so that actually people come and and get your value and then get more valuable but it's like if you have all the value in the world and you don't have people that are uh that know about your value or who are interested in your value then it's almost like it's almost worthless because the value really grows when giving it away and we have many blocks to having a circle, many emotional blocks about having a, a group of people that we feed ongoingly. And, but without, really without that game, without that circle, you, you have no game world. There is no game world. So um, what we would like to do is to go in groups of three and Clinton made, started making a list of the things that, uh, 
the actions that will help you build your game world. So if you have a website, you know, uh, you need, so for people to know you and be visible, you need a website that is your personal website, but it's not really about you. It's about the value you have in the world. So what is, if you don't have a website, what is the, what is the emotional fear basically? What is the fear behind you not having a website? So, you know, writing and publishing articles or uh, giving work talks, giving uh, workshops, uh, doing interview, having a podcast, delivering emotional healing processes, sending your monthly newsletter. Or so the other thing is providing value to other game world in a way that um, uh, it, there's an imbalance in the, in the flow of value. If you provide value to another game world, there's an imbalance in your favor and so people will be, will be interested to get your value. Get that? Um, so legend-making action, which are nonlinear and unreasonable, high-drama, uh, valuable action. This is what a legend-making action is. And un making unreasonable acts towards others or towards other game worlds. And building out new possibility, new doorways that people can occupy. So in having experience that change the shape of their being. So all these are kind of little doorways for you to grow your circle, to grow your circle. And um, anything else, Clinton, before we just are thrown in groups of, of three about this? Well, the word growing is accurate because <clears throat> in, in this world of, of online presence, there's a term called going viral. And so it, it's the same thing like waiting for Hollywood to discover you or the CIA, whatever your proclivities are. Um, the same thing is, oh, maybe something I make will go viral and then I will have a big circle. And the point is that, you know, I've got, almost whatever, 3,000 friends on Facebook, friends meaning like this, you know, how many, how many are really in my circle? None. R really, there's no value in the 3,000 people who are my friends on Facebook. Okay, so growing, a, growing your circle is a lot like growing a garden. And we, you know, this morning, I got to wake up and see that a mango seed that I pulled out of a really delicious mango, large, no fibers, incredible mango. I ripped it open and stuck this seed in the earth three or four weeks ago. And it didn't, it looked like it was rotting away. It was like nothing. So I took, I took care of it for four weeks. And this morning, there's this thing sticking out the side of the seed. And so Grow, it takes that amount of time. It takes time to you, the care, the attention. You know, there's a lot happening under the ground. There's roots, you know, there's people here, legends, people, people get connected behind the scenes. You don't know who talks to who. You know, there's all this stuff going on that you've been putting out there, but you don't know what's really happening. You're actually weaving. These legends are woven with other things. So you, is it, there's this whole way to tend your garden of your circle people. And it's, you have to feed them and pull the weeds and, and water it and give it attention and love and hold space for it to make sure it has sunshine and enough, you know, and no 
like little rats are coming along and eating, you know, you have, it's really about taking care of it and it takes time. And then when, when this thing grows, it will be really there. Then you will have really somebody in your game world who loves the game world, loves you, loves the context, wants to play. And that's worth two, 3,000 people on Facebook. One true fan. Okay, get the next true fan. You know, and just build up these true fans. You know, build up the real people in your game world. And it just, it just takes the time. You know, so you would think that after 20 years of building my circle, you know, I'd have 50,000 people in my circle. This is an evolutionary circle. So uh, I don't, we have, I don't know, 2,500. I don't know how many we send out the newsletter to in our own personal circle. That's after 20 years. Okay. So it doesn't take so many, you don't have to have tens of thousands of people in your circle for the flow to happen, for your archetypal lineage to be satisfied and we have places to build up and spaces to feed, you know, to play in. You don't need that. You, you just, just do your part. It's about doing your part. But I'm just saying growing is the right term to grow your circle. It's like a garden. It's like little, little tender little plants, you know, and it's worth going out of your way, you know, to meet the new little plants that are coming around. You know, so I get weird little emails or weird little messages from different places and half of them are just squirrels, you know, kind of nutcases. But but but, but I go out of my way to talk to the ones who are have just heard of this, have just read your book, or just I just um, heard a story about somebody who was in a training, and you know I'll talk to them. I mean, imagine that if you there's a book you find, you know, some author that you love, you know, and you get to have have a conversation. They call you up. I mean, I would blow your circuits. I remember one time I was in San Diego back in the late 70s. This is like ancient history. And there was a, a conference for a comic book conference. And I saw on the list of guest speakers, Robert A. Heinlein, the author of some of my favorite books in the world. And there was this option that if you, you could have lunch, you pay $15 and you can have lunch with somebody you select. But they, they were all there for comic people and no, but there was still room at the Robert A. Heinlein table. So I, I got to have lunch with Robert A. Heinlein. Okay, I get to tell this story for the rest of my life. Well, this is legend making. This is what you can do. You know, people, you call them up and say, you talk to them for 20 minutes or whatever, make a distinction, make a, provide them with a, a doorway that they might want to go through. They will remember it for the rest of their life and they will do it for other people. So that's what I, that's what this is like, water, growing it. Thank you. We just, I saw that Dan's got this, an acorn germinating video, must be incredible. Whole oak tree comes out of that thing, it's amazing. I'm just gonna say Clinton, I laughed when you said, I, I tended this mango seed for four weeks and I, I looked at it and there was this, this, this the language, there was this thing sticking out the side. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I just want to say for for those of you, I mean, I know some of you have have already, you know, a decent circle, and the way you could uh, engage this is who who are you avoiding to talk to? Which part of your circles are you blocking them from knowing you, or you working with them and providing value to them? 
and in a way how that is uh, hindering the evolution of your your own game world in terms of where it can really provide value, something like that. And your team, talk about the team. Uh, I don't know. That, I don't know if that's a, it would be a different process. Okay, I'm just saying <clears throat> it, it, your team will come out of your circle people. You get what I'm saying? The team will, it won't be from somebody else. Your team people, your close in team people will come from your circle. Who, like, how are you blocking your team from, from being on your team? Like the people on your circle, some of them would like to be on your team, but you're blocking them like that. So there was, Anna Maria had a question. Anna, Anna Maria and then, had. Yeah, and then Christine. Yeah, uh, on this, uh, on who are you avoiding, I, I want to share something. Maybe you have a reflection on this. Just before coming to this uh, meeting, I was invited to speak to a group of people, uh, and I, I was very afraid. It, it, it was, um, so it was a big table with what I would call like the high-level representatives of modern societies, like directors of banks, of the stock market, and uh, investors, all dressed in suits. And um, I was invited to speak about uh, my game world and what, what we are doing. Um, and started telling words as capitalism and how waste is destroying the planet. And uh, it was triggering. I felt fear. Uh, after doing it and also I, I could see them being triggered um, while me talking and in this I have this question on because it felt very uncomfortable I, I have I wonder should, should we go to this extreme of expanding to other game worlds is it dangerous it felt very dangerous um, are we should we avoid uh, any particular game words or I'm not sure if can I, I say something I'm sure other people Please. have things to say but <clears throat> and what I'd like to say is if you formulate <clears throat> if you formulate your presence there if you if you establish a way a reason that you're there so that that is workable one way is to do that is to give yourself a name so you can call yourself, I am the poops detector, or I am the self-deception transformation machine, or I've, I'm center under the auspices of, of the angels of redemption. I don't know, like come up with some, like a reason, like I, I was born with a size seven bullshit detector and it's only gotten bigger. And so they've <laughs> hired me to come in and detect the bullshit that's going on in your organization that nobody's talking about. Okay, everybody knows about this, nobody's talking about it. And so all I'm here to do is put the poop on the table. So don't attack me, I'm just a messenger. But look, this is a valuable thing about this is if you don't look at it, you can't create a product that will transform it. You know, you can't face what you don't look at. And I'm here, to bring that to you. And so if you formulate the way you're there as an advantage for them, then you're not coming like, you know better, you have the right information. You know, you are from the green party, they're from the black party. You know, 
you're not think you don't create it that way. Create the space at this transformational space. That makes a big difference. I mean, in and in in that line is what I was what I could have sort of heard you say is this fear could have come from you thinking that they have more authority than you. They're therefore you are lower in the hierarchical status and therefore how could you say something to them? What, who are you that you could say something to the people above you in the power chain? <laughs> so the thing is, is to, to slip out of that and to stand that you, you're not in the hierarchy. Therefore, your authority has no relationship to their authority. Or actually, you have as, just as much authority because you're, you're coming from a, a different planet. It, it's sort of like that. You're coming from a different planet. You can consider that. You know, c- coming from a whole other territory, a whole other culture. And, you, and you're having this really culture-to-culture conversation saying, God, it's really weird the way you're doing it that way. God, it's, you know, this is what we've discovered of the result of that kind of behavior. And we've, we've figured out other stuff, you know, and that's, again, you're not attacking. It's like, we have figured out other stuff. So I think it's, you know, you, if you position yourself not in an attacking, but it's like, I just have the same authority as you. And I've done my research. You know, I've, 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 I've worked on this. You're coming and you, I know that it's true. You know, you, you're not coming as a hippie, you know, let's make the world pink. And you, you, that's not where you're coming from. You're coming from solid uh, years of building regenerative game world. So stand on that, really. Thank you. If I, thank you both. If I can ask another question on that is, are there any limits towards where shall we share our value or our information or wherever we are invited we just go and share there's three rules don't hurt yourself don't hurt anybody else and don't get arrested okay christine <laughs> okay it's, it's it's totally a different side but um growing growing my circle last time with susanna Last week, I um, I made a pirate agreement that I, for the for the um, possibility coaching training, I do I contact minimum ten people and have a call with them and really go out and call them in. And out of this um, agreement, I really realized I can do it differently what I usually did. Before I just place kind of an event out there and then I waited. And this time I did not wait it. I I picked people I wanted to work with and I created a very personal letter and addressed it and said, I I scanned my whole circles and I choose you because I want to work with you and you are the one. I really want to have you on my team. And and I had so much fun to pick the people I really want to work with. And it, I have so cool calls every day now. Tomorrow I have, I think, four or five calls of this ahead. And it's just fun. So I, I'm, I'm realizing I'm, I shifted my point of origin inside of me. 
so i it's it's yeah it's no longer i'm waiting somewhere like kind of this i don't know like a like a spider and that the fly will maybe come but like i'm <laughs> i'm i'm reaching out <laughs> and and the, yeah it's so different and i really understood how how much fun it is and how how long i was waiting for and it was so boring just waiting and then maybe saying okay not enough people showed up and then being in this victim story so i totally shifted the game and thank you susan that we made this pirate agreement it really shifted my my world around yeah thank you thank you <laughs> okay here we go we're going in groups of three and i would i would do this for i don't know seven eight minutes per person and the the point is uh the if you can copy paste just grab the list because you'll lose it when you go in the breakout room so grab the list that is on in the chat right now that clinton uh, uh wrote and copy paste it somewhere on your computer and then you just go through the list really easily go through the list of do you have a website do you how, how many articles have you written you know when was the last article you written just go through the list and when there's a block say okay what is what is the emotional fear and then you get to have a um you know one two or three emotional healing processes in a way for you to change your shape so that you can grow your circle here we oh, go I yeah. just added one more thing to the list, which was the, the uh, thing that Christina just mentioned, which is this reach out to the people you want to play with in your mm -hmm. game world. Yeah. Directly connect with them. And that would be one more thing to add to this list. Yeah, and I, I would call it, it's, it's this really this power of invoking, it's invoking the value of the other person. You know, that's what I was hearing, Christina, you were doing. How to invoke this part of them that, they, if they go through this training, they can provide the value of delivering emotional healing processes and possibility coaching to the world. I mean, how amazing is that? And you, you are the one who, uh, you know, plants that seed that you are the one who are expanding that possibility for them. Okay. So, so two people work on one person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they go through the list and you, the objective is for you, who's the one person to get as much clarity as you can about your, the, what's in the way. And, and a lot of those will be open doors for emotional healing processes. Write those down in the back of your beat book and then we get to go do them. Uh, Clinton, can you say something about the point legend making actions that are non-linear? La, la, la? Yes, what's your real question? Like, is it about, hmm. is it about, what is it about? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was giving a talk at a conference in Stuttgart some years ago, and it was a money conference. It was about investing and all this kind of stuff. And, and for some reason, they let me give a talk there about unschooling. And so, what was funny was that the guy who was holding space for the entire conference was going around barefoot. And so just before I went on stage, I took my shoes off 
And I grabbed the, the guy who was the space holder and I grabbed him and he went out upstage with me and Marion, my partner at the time who was translating, we, I, we went upstage and, and we all held our feet up bare feet, you know, so the camera could see it. And I said, and we, and, and it, so all, all of a sudden it was just a weird thing, you know, the guys can be weird, but the speakers can also take their shoes off and join participate in the context or the game world set up by the space holder for this whole conference. And so we're all holding our feet up barefoot. Okay, that, people remember that. It creates a legend. We did not say one word. There was not a word. It was about creating a nonlinear possibility action that puts out ripples. And it was a positive thing. Like, you get this? So this, that's only one of a million kinds of of legends. There's a website called Legend Making. I don't think it has so much stuff on it, but it's just called Legend Making. But it's like, it's creating, it's opening doorways for people to discover how big life really is. And, and then people want to remember that. They feel it. It lands in them and they feel it and they go, God, this is, ah, there's a breath of fresh air. It's like the opposite of the pressure over the stress, you know, it's like this, it's a legend, it leaves a legend, creates a legend, and legends are waves. The waves go out, and then they bounce off of something, and the waves come back in, and people can sense and detect where those waves come from, and they surf the waves back to you. They want to know where this came from. So that's why you make legend, because it puts out waves, and then they come back to you. Sometimes a decade later, I can't tell you how many people have said, yeah, nine years ago, I, I, I heard somebody tell me something about, you know, and then they show up nine or 10 years later because they finally surfed the wave back. So just keep making legends. Here we go. Hi. And Clinton, you're in a room alone, so you could just bounce around. Oh, okay, thanks. That's yeah. what I needed to know. I'm gonna, I'll be I'm back. Gonna, I'm gonna go in room one. Okay, I'll be back in a second. All these game worlds I'm involved in, what are the characteristics, what are the matrices to, to measure? So uh, my, my uh, specific game world, I'm very much still in discovery. Um, and that's the reason I joined this, this incubator to, to veer for more diverse game worlds and see what is, what is up. Hello, Anne Chloe. Hi. So I would go through the list. So Richard, you're the client, right? Yeah, I'm the yeah. I mean, I would say. So do you do you have a your personal a personal website for R Richard? No, definitely not. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just explaining that I'm at this point in this game world. I'm very um, very much in discovery. Um, I have a, a concept that I'm exploring. It's it's more a discovery than starting to build it yet. 
So the thing is, in my experience, is that every game world is, is always in discovery. Yep. You know, and to think that you will have figured something out and then start building the game world, it's, it's, I think it's a fallacy. And that your website, just like your codex, is always a draft. It's just always a draft. So what, what's in the way of you having a website, your own personal website, as, you know, as a place where your discovery, your research is, is, is on there. I just want to say one more thing before you, you say that. I think Clinton was mentioning it earlier is if you don't document and share with the world the research that you're doing right now, in a year, you'll be doing another research. You'll be doing something completely different. And whatever you have is are learning just right now will be completely integrated in you. And you won't be able to share it with the authenticity, the, the edginess that you have right now as you're discovering it. So that would be the, that's really the purpose of um, the website, but also the article and the newsletters. So, yeah. So the question was, what's in the way yeah. of the website? I would say a lack of clarity. Um, I started the, the search with just a search, a feeling of uh, looking for something. And as I went through this process and having to name what my game all this, this just came out. I wasn't uh, holding it before I started the incubator. And um, I had some ideas pop up before, but now it's as I, as I more and more go down the road, I, it's getting a little more clear, but so far it's the lack of clarity, what I was really um, calling in. That would be a- So Richard, would you, do an, would you do an experiment, sort of a try, is to say what you're saying, using, starting your, your, the sentence with, I feel afraid. I feel yeah. afraid because, and you know, and that's why I'm not having my website. Yeah, I feel fear because of not being clear enough to to put something on the website that makes sense to anybody else. Because hardly makes sense to me, but I'm starting to see a, a picture, and yeah, the picture makes me feel uh, hope, i.e., um, joy that there is a picture that I'm starting to see. Matthew, you're going to say something. Yeah, just that there were, you described this picture of the of the dashboard, you know, um, so that could be a piece of it. Just thinking about the website, like however yeah. it looks in your person, in your being, you know, you can put that out. I mean, so Richard, what, you know, this fear of not being clear for other people so you're telling me that you need to be it needs to be clear for other people what you're writing yes so why is that why do you want it to be that other people understand it because most people won't what's the point of writing it then it's not for other people well is that some people will understand a lot more than you think they, they that you think they can understand I think, even if it's not clear to you, something is coming through you and people can sense that or 
at a, a different level than the intellectual. So, and, yeah. and I, I, a lot of, I mean, I, I know that also from my own experiences, you know, in school, we have been taught to only write stuff that everybody, the teacher can understand. And we weren't allowed to write stuff or think stuff or say stuff that was not understandable for the majority. So I, I have a suspicion that there's something kind of left over there for you that is in the way of uh, sharing your research, even if it's, it's so edgy that even your mind or something doesn't understand it. Yes, there, I, there's also fear that's uh, coming up around the arrogance of, of um, what I'm thinking that it sounds, to me, it sounds arrogant. Um, and I don't appreciate people coming off arrogant nor myself. So that, that also holds me back from, from saying, sharing. So would you write these two really as gateway for emotional healing process that, you know, you can even have uh, during the lab, you can ask for those emotional healing processes during the lab uh, that's happening in a couple of weeks or whatever, 10 days. Yes. This, yeah. Do you, do you know where this fear of arrogance comes from? Like where you saw people that were just arrogant and just like it scared you? Mm. Probably my father, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, that's, that's already, you already have a, a, a gateway. Know for that. Thank you. Vishen um, Matthew, uh, we're coming to the end of the time. Do you have any any questions or uh, clarity for Richard? Yeah. Um, when when you said uh, when you were talking about the the diagrams and the drawings that you want to share. Like, have you have you done any drafts? Do you have any drafts already uh, uh, ready? I, I've attempted some, but I, I, I'm not finding the tool to represent because they're all stationary. The, the, this needs to be dynamic and in constant movement. I'm not looking for a diagram that is a snapshot of, of time. I'm looking for something that evolves in real time. Um, so any representations I found that come close to the emotional, you know, the feeling I'm trying to capture are other people's work that aren't relatable. I can just see how, so I'm not finding the tool to represent a draft. I've, I've played with it. So Richard, I think you're not using the nonlinear intelligence of your team, like of your broader team, not, not just, you know, whatever, Lee yeah, yeah. Nicholas uh, or Eric, but really the broader academy, the broader, even other, you know, even the game world incubator team mm -hmm. to use their intelligence. I have this, I, this is my edge. I, I haven't found a way to represent it, uh, any nonlinear possibility, because it could come out as a, as a music video or as a theater piece or as a, um, uh, a comic book or, you know, there's all this different kind of possibility to, to uh, communicate what the, the, the experience. And 
And if you're trying to figure it out alone, you're missing out on all the intelligence from other people. So you could call up a meeting for that. Yeah, it's a yes and, and Chloe, I'm very, uh, I have a very clear picture of what I want to, how I wanted to represent. That's what came through first. I'm a visual, I see things. So I'm looking for a way to translate that, the tool, the, the canvas, if you want, is it paint or is it, is it pencil to, to represent that so I can communicate the visual effect. I, I used the instrumentation panel in my presentation just before you joined and it gave a certain flavor of having information presented in real time with gauges and instrumentation. And I'm looking for that in a three-dimensional movement okay, okay. way. I'm, I'm getting this. I think we're shifting to the second person, but you, I would kind of leave you with the question, what would be the fear to use the intelligence of the team? What, what could be the whole, you know, four, five, six fears that could be, you know, really uh, accurate fears. What would be yeah. your fears of using the intelligence of, uh, yeah, your teams? Got it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I can, I can. I'm, I'm writing. So, so part of what I've got going on is I'm doing a lot of the stuff and yet uh, so there's a story on good and you know there's obviously there's blocks and there's things to happen so i'm writing and publishing a lot of articles one um i want to i want to invite you to start with with the one that is your biggest pain or your biggest obstacle choose one my biggest obstacle uh, my biggest obstacle is the writing i i I feel frozen with the writing and I to write and the writing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't feeling? know. I don't know. What is, and what is that? What is that? Any, any? It's, I don't know. I feel anger because the writing's not happening and fear because the writing isn't happening. And it's a stuckness. That's that feels like a, a gridlock. Like, so what is so anger and fear and can I can I ask anger? Yeah. Yeah, yes. so, Elizabeth, did you do emotional healing processes about special like specifically about writing? Not yet. Okay, well it's that's it. It's time. Because there's, there'll be a lot of stuff from, from school, you know, a lot from school. And this thing of this, it's sort of like this anger, it's sort of, you want to write, and then there's something that is stopping you to write. And there's this inner war, and often the result is, and I don't know if that's, you know, the truth for you, but then you're trying, you're trying to manipulate yourself to do something that you already want to do. Yes. And, and that's the... It's yes, crazy. Sophie Magdalene was saying that. Self-manipulation. Yeah. It's in, and, and that's the... It creates this... It's like a pressure instead of coming in as a flow. So, so that would be the emotional healing process. Start there. Like was this... Yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay and you could also... I mean, 
that that yes. affects my website that affects my offerings that affects my uh uh i, I have a, a whole setup or but i i, I need to write uh, like an email nurture sequence is, was, is an assignment that I have and, uh, and how to offer. And I have the ideas and I go like, yes, so, I have the idea. And Elizabeth, did you write it down, that emotional healing process? Yes. You have to write it down. Yeah. Okay, I'm going into another breakout room. We have still like five, five, six, yeah, five minutes. Okay. All right. Processes. Mm -hmm. So who, who, if you do, oh yeah, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, nothing will change because you are, you stay the same. So this is about, the whole exercise is about finding your next three or four emotional healing processes to do this week. Okay. okay. Each yep. person. It's okay. it was happening actually in between. Like each time it was like oh, yeah, before this, yeah, before that. Uh, okay, but did you write them down? Write down your emotional healing processes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's going quite well over here. Um, What's your emotional healing process, Chloe? It's about um, my the fact that I still haven't read my article to both of them and it's crazy when i think about it like i've i've written this in august and i still haven't said hey do you want to see what i created or whatever like something is hanging around there and also i haven't sent my newsletter ever what's the title of your article um it's i don't have it in mind anymore it's something like the transformative power of anger, something like that. Good. So it, what's the link for it on the, at Medium? Uh, Chloe Creta at medium.com. I think so. Okay. Will you, how many articles do you have there? One. Okay. So we're going to put it online. It's, it's already online at the Jewels of Possibility website. Okay, what's that? We'll, we'll tell you later. It's a collection of all possibility management articles from different people. You've been hiding. So now okay. you told me I can get it, I'll put it online there. So hundreds of people will read it now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have a, a little box freaking out situation over here, but okay, sounds... that's the emotional healing process. What's the fear? What? Um, I feel fear. I feel afraid. I feel afraid about um, feeding my ego and my shadow of be of seeking validation on the outside when I get recognition for my work. Great, so that's the doorway for a process. What a, a hint that I would have in terms of the shift is um, this difference between 
being fed and being praised. Mm -hmm. And that when you write an article, it's totally feeding. And when other people read the article, it feeds them. And in, in some way, it also feeds you because you, you, you're creating value in the world. Mm. And, and that's a totally different than being praised for it. You're, you're being fed by what you're doing. I had some thoughts about it in the past days after the seminar as well, like when people were sharing their uh, gratefulness or their um, admiration for the work or whatever, I completely shut down innerly. And I was thinking about if like the, there might be a distinction between letting the feedback land in the in my archetypal body or in my ego and I can then choose from them or something like that was coming. You want to say Clinton or? What? Go ahead. Look at Chloe, I, I can't find your thing on Medium. No, it's so on, the, on the Rage Club website. Go on the Rage Club website. It's one of the articles. Okay, well, I need it on Medium. I need it online. No, but the link is to Medium. Okay. Okay. Right. So, yes, Chloe, the answer is yes. The thing is, when you're receiving appreciation, it's not for you. It's for mm -hmm. the source. Mm -hmm. It's for the source. So let it go back to the source. They, their source did the work for three days. Mm -hmm. And you were the mouth in peace. You know, without you, there is no work. Yeah. Because because a bright principle can't speak. They don't have words. They don't have a mouth. They don't have hands. They're not. They don't have the physical form. And that's why the physical form is so precious. Because finally, these things can can come through and then be aware of themselves. Okay. So go bring it back <laughs> to the source. Cool. Thank you for that. <laughs> But still, do the emotional healing process. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going somewhere else. How are we doing? Uh, uh, great, I think great. What's your take on it? With what? What's your take on it? Yeah, same. I, I'm, I'm not, they're doing so great in the rooms that I, I wasn't, adding so much yeah okay and uh nicholas was locked out and i he finally found how to get in so he got it okay but he okay he was in room two and he kept yeah whatever i moved i moved him okay. but we can move him back okay so we have one more session we're almost over we only have 15 minutes no we have 45 minutes Oh, great. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's two and a half. So, okay. uh, I would, then I would go, I would go into the questions if possible. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm going to dive back in. Yeah. I'm going to room one. Okay. I'm going to move Nicholas. It's pretty rough for people because they don't have a warning. He's, he's, been, he's been rough. 
It's been rough for him all along. So. Anyway, okay. And then, um, so, and I want to write more. I realized like after publishing the first one, it's just like the next research will will bring the next article. So I, I realized that there is a, the impulse comes from within. Then give work talks is the same. It's like I, I realized the last one, I needed to kick in the ass of the training of the Fear Club Spaceholder training. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. and Mino and is like, why I don't do it like much often this it's it's actually really fun and it's more a research evening than any it, I don't need to deliver something in in this sense of yeah something is really shifting since two or three weeks so like um also how I and get, why why you said why I'm not doing this so often or more often so what is the answer to that yeah, because I had a different story before. I had the story that it's additional and um, I don't know what, a bit what um, Martin also said, I don't know what to talk about. And realizing also after the last work talk that it's about um, research. It's about research, having fun, holding space for giving distinctions but researching together it it's a totally different thing so um i'm planning to do especially the fear field is really my field it's like i i realize yeah with the with the anger it was not so much fun <laughs> so, i have a sense that there is still a fear that's there mm. like some kind of emotional fear that's there even with the shift that's going on. So what would be like, what, if you would have to write article right now, Yeah. what, what is going on then? Hmm. I feel then fear to have not yet gathered enough information. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that seems to be the it seems to be the key for both the articles and the work talk. Like, mm -hmm. You know that I don't believe you that you're not researching just right now. That you're not researching right now something that you could put in a two-page article that would change people's life. Yeah. You know, you're you're this ongoing researcher. I mean, every time we check in, you know, you you have consideration, research, process, all that stuff is 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 there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and also a bit what you said, Anna. The time, <laughs> a super reason, a good reason. Mm afraid to have not enough like it's not the right time or i cannot make space kind of mm. i remember sitting to somebody next in an expand the box he was a participant and i said that about writing 
you know, writing my book, it's like, I have all these trainings and I have to organize all this. And, and he looked at me and he's like, it's all bullshit. It's just all bullshit. <laughs> and I tell you, I, it's still in me. I can hear his voice, you know, when I come to <laughs> the time, he's, it's all bullshit. I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's, so it's so true. It's so true. And yeah. yeah. I'm writing it down. And I think there's time, there's times for, for me, it's like I discovered there was time for me when I needed to build my circle in a way that I needed to call up people and I needed to do this village weaving and I needed to. And then after that, there's this, you know, flow that happens. And actually, that's the time to write. Yeah. So there's also whatever phases and, and, mm. and you've skipped some of those phases of writing and work talks. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I realized this now that I really, yeah, that I skipped some, some, or something is sitting in my computer and I'm not bringing it out. Mm. That's true. Okay. And what about workshops, Christina? Yes, like trainings, workshops. Yes, like I'm. I'm doing like the 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 fear 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 series and the the rage. It's considered workshops, yeah. Uh, like, I have this question. What about legend making actions? Yeah, this is where I'm really struggling. There's this non-linearity and kind of how to do this because this is I cannot produce this. This is happening. And how can like I? So I have just yeah. struggling most. Okay, mm -hmm. well, you know when I when I said that, the way you could you know you can look the you can watch the recording again, but you went kind of like this, with this really little girl smile, you know, kind of the child ego state coming in front and trying to protect you somehow. Does that? I mean, could you feel it or can you feel it now? Yeah, it's, it feels like I'm, I'm a bit disappearing energetically to the, to the back and look out of my eyes, but in, in a smaller way. And it's like, it feels like, I don't know what to do like this. Mm. Martin, can you say because it seems like you sense something? I'm, I'm, I'm somehow not totally trusting the way how you go away because the movement was like here, the movement was in front. So I, like I'm then asking like maybe, maybe really check with you like it was more, was not going backwards. It was really like leaning into towards to, towards space of Anikloi. And, and what is the fear about when you don't know what to do? Yeah, that it's when it's requested that it's non-linear, it's like, okay, and unreasonable. And, and then this, how can you cannot plan this? You cannot plan a legend making. Like, do you remember, Aunt Chloe, when I said, okay, there was this guy then with the, um, where I, I, I knew that he will be late. And then he called and, and this is 
this is a legend for me, but at the same time, I could not produce this. What I'm, what I'm saying is that we're not talking about planning here. We're not talking about planning mm -hmm. ahead for nonlinear or, or unreasonable action. And that's where, you know, that's where you, you go straight away that you need to plan it. You have to figure it out in advance. This is about opening that door to have the door open that you, that you, 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 you kind of ongoingly create legends about yourself, not as an accident, you know, when, once in a while, because they do happen by accident because of the field that you, you have around you. But I think that the door to be that, or to have that option ongoingly is not open. No, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not open. Yeah, and your whole system like turns now like, like this. Like there's some, you know, like there is something about that door that is so dangerous for your box. Mm. I would even say for your, I think something for your child. It, because it was the child that came that came up right in front. Mm. Okay. Well, can you can you just check right now about it would start with the a fear. I feel fear because it does not make sense then. Like I, I don't make sense. It and I, I, I would not make sense. And that's dangerous and that's crazy. And like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, like, mm. I would not do that. Yeah, that's a that's a great gateway. Yeah, for emotional healing process. Yeah. yeah. I'm closing the room. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay, would everybody take a deep breath?
Would anybody would like to ask for an emotional healing process in this group or make an announcement that you already have your team to do emotional healing processes with? I saw Anne Elizabeth's hands go up. Go ahead. All right. I have uh, a block about writing and to express myself and in, in uh, to be seen in public with through my writing. And uh, I would like uh, emotional healing process about that. Uh, I don't have something to write people's names down with. Yes. Well, your block uh, is serious. My block is totally serious. Yes. Is, is there anyone willing to hold space for me around that? There might be layers. I have the same block, and I, I propose we do it each other, if this works. That's good. Yes. Great. And Julia? Julia. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go in. Great. And the team about for the same block, Julia, about writing or to hold space for them? Well, I'm, I'm going to hold space and, and also, yeah. I, yeah. I have I have a different I have my block is related but not quite the same I think. Okay, thank so. you. I just was. Thank you. I'll, uh, great. I we'll just make was, a small telegram. Okay, I just I wanted I was in the group with Anna Elizabeth when that fear came up and one thing that we realized is that um, the the block being there, but there's also the wish to write. So there's the wish and the block. And if you don't heal the block, what happens is you try to manipulate yourself to do the thing that you want to overcome the block. And then it just adds this layer of pressure on yourself. You know, I should, I have to, this is what's required. You find all kinds of ways to twist yourself to, to do the thing that you already want in a way to overcome the block instead of just healing the block. And then the, the, what you want to do comes as a flow comes as a, as a natural impulse, not as a pressure. I mean, we've, we, it's like, for me, you know, I can remember school. It's like, I love to, to learn, but the way I needed to learn and what I needed to learn, uh, I, I had to force myself to learn in that way through pressure. And then I thought everything that I needed, love to do, I had to do it through the same pressure, that was the only way I could actually accomplish anything. And, it, and it's insane, crazy making, especially when um, I, I had no authority figure to give me deadlines or no authority figure to look over my shoulder. And then things would actually not happen because the, the pressure was self-made and wasn't uh, big enough to actually overcome my block. So yeah, it's just really a twisted way to uh, be what you already are. Great, thank you. So I saw Christine uh, Dushner, uh, you had your hand and then Christine Pushin. Yeah, I, I discovered like a little girl ego state, um, the contamination of fear. Um, and it's about the, the non-linearity legend making. And I have already Anna as a space, hold, a space holder on my team and um, everyone is welcome to join, to be a witness or 
Yeah. Great. You have Anna Maria as a witness. Yeah, and Dan and Christine Potions and Julia. Oh, and Susanne. So Christine, uh, would you put the link in the in the group? Like yeah. an edit or something? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. You know, we have this chance to record the processes. And if anyone I mean, you can't really tell how a process is going to come out until you do the process. And then afterwards you can see, but if you, if you come out and go, God, that was an amazing process, which I think a lot of these are, you have no recording, it's gone. There's no way to share the gold of the journey of it with other people. So if you, I encourage you to record the processes and then afterwards, you know, think about it for a couple hours or a couple of days and then go, okay, this, this was incredible. This really, I want to share this with some people. And then we can put them up on this Create Possibility website so others can go on that journey. And it's so it's such a great thing to share. So please consider recording your processes and then afterwards have some neutral person decide, yeah, God, that was amazing. We need to get this over to Anne Chloe and we'll put it up on the website. Because you can just we transfer it or put it on, yeah, we'll put it up on the, our YouTube channel and then move it over to the website. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Christine. And, oh, wait, yeah. you know, and, and if fear comes up about that, you know, sharing your process with somebody, go through the emotional healing process of, of that. And it doesn't mean you have to share the processes, but I think those are such valuable gateways. Yeah, thank you. Excuse me, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and that's a legend. To, to be able to share yourself in such vulnerability. I mean, I, I, I uh, many people have, uh, I'm the first process on the Create Possibility uh, website. So some people have, have watched it and they were just grateful to see the process that I could go through, like in the, so it's a legend also. Okay, Christine Ploschens, you're on. Yeah, I have a, I have a blog about uh, finishing unfinished things. And it's also related to writing, but also to uh, stuff that I created and let it go to build something new, uh, like in actually building stuff. So, um, but I was wondering if I just join the team of Susanna, Julia, and Anna Elizabeth, if that's okay with you, because it's related to that. Yes, from me. <laughs> Okay. Great. Okay. Would you still post? Uh, would you guys still post uh, the the links like a day before, saying uh, you know this process is happening in twenty four hours for witnesses? <laughs> Great. Great. Thank you. Yes. Vicente and then uh, Dan and then. Anna. What uh, it showed up on the on the group now, that I want a, a, an emotional healing process about the fear of lacking the time, because I'm, I'm already stressed out about all the spaces that I'm taking care. And then I just feel fear that I will have to go through the night to get everything accomplished. And 
scares me. I don't want to be a victim and I'm stuck in there. Can someone hold space for me to investigate that? Julia Martin and Christina Plushens. Great, thank you. Uh, who, I think Anna. Anna and then Julia. Ben, ben, ben first. Done, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so thanks, Clinton, for mentioning that thing, thing around being recorded. That is a, a huge one, is, is the whole thing around um, recording myself and just openly sh sharing whatever comes with the world. Um, and it's related to my fear in my game worlds at the moment of, of letting my feelings really fly in podcasts and interviews and courses and stuff, fear around the I don't know, whatever it is, um, the, the chaos or damage that, whatever. Um, would anyone be open to holding space for me to explore that atmosphere? Thanks, Anna. It's me. Thank you. Great. The New Zealand team is working together there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be so easy to organize the time zone. Yeah. Cool. Go, go ahead, Anna. Um, I have a team uh, with Christina and Clinton about my fear of the, the belief I don't have anything to say or to write about. Great. Thank you. Would anybody I will witness? I will post it. I want to be in. Mm -hmm. It's also my fear. I'd love to this. Yeah, me as well. I will post this in the in the Telegram me? group. Great, thank you, Anna. That as a group process with everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia, yeah. Yeah, I, it's related, and I have this. Um, yeah, this thing of making my insights small so that I, I tell myself it's not important enough or something like that. And that's that then I don't write about it. So I don't share it. I don't create legends about it. I don't tell legends about it. I would like a, an emotional healing process around that. Is anybody available for that? Oh, um, okay, Susanna and I'm Chloe. Thank you. And Elizabeth in the, oh, Elizabeth. And the team also. Julia, you're saying that it's not permissible to be amazed about yourself. Yes, something like that. Yeah, write that down. Might be a doorway. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, Martin, yeah. I want to ask if someone is would hold a space for me for actually my fear of not being enough when I'm holding space for someone. Uh, 
Jeremy, weren't you talking? Yeah, you were talking about the same thing. So what an incredible healing process if you hold the space for Martin and then he can hold the space for you. It's a parallel, simultaneous healing event. You guys have to record this. Okay. Thank you. I mean, excuse me, Jeremy, you were gonna say something. I was gonna say that's that that would be very powerful. So yes. I mean. Great. Jeremy, would you, um, can you sh share something? Can you, s about what's, what's up? I had uh, two really good gateways come up. Um, there's a big uh, fear of being ridiculed, laughed at, which is blocking me from, which is blocking me from having a website or from doing nonlinear actions. Um, and I and I have just like uh, Martin said, a fear of delivering processes because I'm afraid of not being enough, of not knowing where to go. So these are the two that I discovered. And I didn't ask right now because I have the usual problem that this week I have not much time. Um, so I was going to delay that asking for a team. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to just mention in the conversation that I had with Jeremy about this fear of not being enough or not being whatever, smart enough, clear enough, power, whatever, enough during a, an emotional healing process, there, there's this possibility of radically relying on your resources. And so it's this experiment to do, and it, you do it over and over and over again, but you, you have to realize that you have these incredible resources available to you. For, for example, you have your bright principles. So most of you have distilled your bright principles. You know what your bright principles are. These are archetypal forces of nature. These things have so much clarity and possibility that those alone, your bright principles alone, you can rely on, you can rely on them. And so there's this fabulous uh, Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert video, you should all see it about uh, creation. Genius, it's about genius. Yeah, by Elizabeth Gilbert, it's a TED talk. And so, but it's the, the deal is it's your job it's your job as a human being to arrange the necessity for the bright principles to show up and do their work. You can be the space through which your bright principles do their work in the world. And then it's, you turn it over to the bright principles to do their work. And you can say, hey, you know, it's not my job, to, it's your job to do this. I set it up, here's the client, here's the space, it's safe, I have a bucket, tissues and a, and a cloth, go. You know, they just said that their mother hates them or whatever. And, and you just, then you, you get out of the way and you radically rely on your bright principles. And they, they're just already full of stuff to give you. And not only do you have your bright principles, there's also The Muse. There's this great website called The Muse. Just, you have any doubts about a, what a muse is, just go look at this website. It's very amusing. 
but it that, that's a joke. Um, but there's a website called The Muse, and it's fabulous. And it's like, and so you can radically rely on the muse. And not only that, you can radically rely on your archetypal lineage, which is sitting out there. It's already there. It was there before you were born. Like you were born to be the space to which your archetypal lineage does its work in the world. It's already there. But it, it, the flow doesn't happen unless you radically rely on it and start depending on it. You just get yourself in a position. You know, we have all these exercises like speak from the unknown or dragon speaking or these ways to practice up becoming a space through which these forces can do their work. So, but, but it does not happen until you, okay, until you radically rely on them, what is in the way of you radically relying on, the, on these forces of nature, probably because you radically relied on your mother and she did not come through, or you radically relied on a teacher and they did not come through, or you've been betrayed, or you've been deceived, or you've been, you know, people don't keep their commitments, so they don't stand for what they are a stand for or whatever. So there you have evidence to support the story that you cannot radically rely on anything. Okay, well, it's a story, all right? Stop selling your whole life to a story. You know, these forces of nature, I don't know what to do. Get on a soapbox and jump up and down. I don't know what I what I could do, I could splash myself with water. I mean, I don't know, to convince you to try the, to, to radically rely on your resources. You set up experiment spaces and radically rely on your resources. And the experiment, the experiment. Wait, let me say one thing. Yeah. One thing, you might stand there and everything's up and everything's ready and you open your mouth and nothing comes out for five seconds or 10 seconds and you're standing there going, okay, it doesn't work. I have stood there for over a minute with my mouth open. I don't know if my bright principles were taking a piss or if they got a phone call or I don't know what happened, but they were gone for like a whole minute. And I just radically relied on them. And the space integrated everything. It's like this time that the 60 seconds of silence was needed in this space. And then all of a sudden this next thing comes. You can radically rely on this stuff. Thank you. And Chloe. <laughs> There's a bunch of experiments to do. on um, The muse, the archetypal lineage, I'm definitely sure have uh, finished write-up experiments that, that are gateways to open this door. Like little gateway here, little gateway there, little gateway there. And I know, like, I know people who have done these experiments, and one of them is a woman called Johanna, and she went on to interview a bunch of village weaver, including Christine Dershner, uh, as a village weaver, and 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 now is on the you know the Dach team, and is you know is a colleague to Christine, and that was her archetypal lineage, um, meeting Christine's archetypal lineage. So so, uh, yeah, do the experiments. <laughs> I'll post all I'll post uh, all the websites. Thank you. Thank you, Anne Chloe, for this like for, for bringing all of this uh, informations in the website. I'm always impressed about your you know this magic of you of putting all this information together and share this with us.
Yeah, thank you. And Clinton, you can put your hands down. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good try, eh, Clinton? <laughs> I have a proposal. How many people here have not distilled your bright principles? How many people do not have their bright principles? Okay, I am proposing, and uh, maybe other people in the group, I'm proposing to have a space where we can go through this distillation. Because if you're trying to build a game world and you don't have your bright principles, mm. doesn't really help. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we go like this <laughs> and uh, let's find a date. So I'll, I'll text on the Telegram group. Please tell me if you want, and then I'll make another Telegram group, one more. Uh, for the Bright Principle team and anybody who want to uh, be there as a whatever as a witness or if you want to learn how to hold that space because it's a it's a really magical space to to hold and transformational space to hold for other people and so you can also join if you wish okay I have a question do principles get uh, updated or changed over time Yes, and I will say this with caution that it's uh, your bright principles are already there. So your bright principles do not change. Actually, that's the correct question. The answer: your bright principles do not change. The the your relationship to them changes, and so therefore you get more clarity about what they are because they don't have words. You know, they're they're forces of nature. But in a way to have a grip on them and to communicate with the world we give them names and we give them english names mostly uh so all of that goes through you know, whatever cultural um filters so for example one of my bright principles in the beginning was change and after a year i think i got clarity that it was not change it's transformation so in that way it can it can change and i know uh can i share the story about one of your bright principles, Clinton? Okay, that yeah. um, one of the Clinton's bright principles was integrity. And then he noticed, I think also from feedback that his gremlin took a hold of his bright principle of integrity and was holding people with expectations, you know, having expectations about people's making agreement and not fulfilling the agreement and then having resentment, which is complete gremlin food. And so the process was to let go of that integrity, uh, integrity bright principle for some time, I think a year, until the gremlin would get, um, like lose its grip on it and then could be integrated. Yeah. Yeah, until I got a hold of my gremlin better. Yeah. 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 And so then that way. back. There's a Lee, there's a Lee Kumar. Yeah. Lee <laughs> Kumar. Well, integrity is one of my specialities, so that's why I'm raising my hand. Integrity is not about anybody else. It's the most selfish game you can play. It's only exclusively about yourself. If you don't get that, you're out of integrity. If you want, know, want to know more about integrity, contact me. It's a week-long workshop. One week, seven days, every day for hours, pounding in what integrity looks like. <laughs> and possibly an article. <laughs> possibly, 
also an article. Seven days, articles, one article. The articles are already published. You can download them. I can send the link to the paper. It's 44 pages. Wait, you can read the written by you? Pages. Written by written you? By Lee, I want the Lee Kumar. What? This is so perfectly written. That's transformational language. If you want something from me, then you want me, but not integrity. So here is the answer to that one. <laughs> integrity is one. That's two. I want to hear from both of them. There's no resistance there at all. Okay. <laughs> um, we have some announcements. There's two announcements. So that's more logistical. Does anybody need anything or want to share anything? I, well, where is Matthew? Matthew, would you say some words in this space? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I've had fear to not to say something. Um, and I, this thing about um, peeling the block instead of manipulating myself to, do something that I already want to do. Uh, this is the third week, I think, that I've said that I want to hold space for a uh, possibility team, uh, namely doing the spark experiments, because I've read so many of them, not done any. So two things. Uh, one is I'd like to ask for a process that I don't really know what it's about, but it's about this block. So I'll start there. Uh, can anyone hold space for me for that? Hannah, Hannah on your team. Okay. Great. And the second thing is um, when I get back or when I finish Possibility Lab, there's no back. I'm not coming. You won't see me in this wood room anymore. Um, I will, uh, yeah, I, I will be asking people to join the group. So. Uh, that's another thing that's going to happen. Thank you. Wait, you. When you come back, you're going to create a possibility team. Is that what you said? Yes. So I have a proposal for you to shift your orientation because you made it kind of sound like a rescue mission from, from people that you said you would ask people to join your possibility team. Yes. So, uh, this is... This is creating a kind of legend that doesn't necessarily call food into the space. So mm, the world is basically dying for or really needing possibility teams, like people everywhere. And all that's required is for you to open the door and be clear about what's on the other side of the door. So there's a whole website called Possibility Team. I, you already know the Spark experiments. Stand in that level of clarity and possibility and just hold the door open. So you're not asking people to join your possibility team so they can be with Matthew Colombo and help him out a little bit. It's like, gosh, this is here's going to be an incredible space. And we can only have 12 people. So and, and then you say, what happens in that space? Have you done any improvisational theater, Matthew? 
Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Try having what? Level one. Okay. Try having level 40 in your life. Like do improvisational theater level 40 in your life, 42 actually. And try it as an experiment for the next six weeks. Never stop doing level 42 improvisational theater. Do you accept the challenge? Yes. Prove it. This is Joe's Pizza. And I, what would you like? I want everything. Everything includes a sink and, and metal on your pizza. Is that what you want? Yes. Actually, I don't know if I can make that. Um, but I can make a calzone with those two items in it. I accept. Great, it's coming to you. I will bring my steel-jawed tiger to assist me to consume it because it's his favorite delicacies. Please keep him on a leash. I, my gremlin does that, but sometimes he changes his mind. He has different goals than I do. Okay, in any case, I could feel something. I could feel something. Thank you. And Six weeks. And Matthew, Matthew, you don't have to wait until you're back from the, you can already start the team. You can already start the team and saying that the first meeting is then. You don't have to wait for two weeks as a proposal. Okay. Go. The first meeting is fuck. Is November sixteenth. And Chloe, how does somebody get possibility teams posted on the websites? I'll send a link. <laughs> okay. I do not want to do it for them. So. <laughs> oh, we'll find a way. Cool. Spark team. That's amazing. You'll yeah. get ready for clients. I'm going to send you some people. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, we have two minutes. Quick quick announcement. God, Hannah. It's cutting them And then Lee Kumar. I also wanted to ask for an emotional healing process, if it's still possible, um, because I noticed that somehow I have this mixed thing in myself where I'm, where I'm having this fear of being too esoteric or something. And like, and I know there are these two parts in myself where there's one rational part and one part which knows that there's more than rationality and science and stuff like okay, that. Okay, good, good, good. Ask for it. Okay. Can someone hold space for me with this process? And uh, 
Okay. It's I, a really great, it's going to be an incredible past life witch burning, you know, <laughs> process. So somebody who loves to do those, do it. Yeah, Julia. Julia and Chloe and Christina. And, and Anna Maria. Maria. And Vincente. All, all the witches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. He sold it for you. Anything else? Anything else, Hannah? That's a no, I guess. Okay. Happy customer. Wonderful. Lee Kumar. For the next two weeks, I will be in trainings in Fraser, Colorado, and will not join the calls here. And for the week after, I might be not able to be on the call because there is only water and other liquid matter that flows around. So I don't make a promise to be here in three weeks, but I'll, I will try that I can get enough stuff gathered in the container that I can show up here. <laughs> Thank you. We will try to have fun even if you're not here. The hard thing. So, so next week, this is for the, all the people who can't make it next week. It's going to be horrible for you. <laughs> next week, we start one hour earlier for the European people. Everybody who's changing time, we're starting at seven o'clock uh, German time, German time. And then I think for everybody else, anyway, for Brazil time, we don't change. So 7 p.m. German time for two and a half hour. And next week, we're having a Game World Incubator Cafe. So you're welcome to prepare your snacks for Richard, who's not here anymore. It will be allowed to eat on that call. And <laughs> you'll be able to, <laughs> to move from room to room. I'll figure out uh, Zoom so that we can make use of the context distilling, the context deepening question that we distilled together as uh, a way to incubate our game world in a cafe cafe space or breakfast space for some people yeah so i cool. think i can speak for richard yeah. and for vera and oh. for devon yes they all won't be here i assume right. at least that's my request that everybody stays in the training and is not joining calls during the training space. yeah i'm sure. also not me yeah me too well you guys have fun you guys have fun in your trainings and we'll have fun here. <laughs> you get it. Okay. Is it, is it like from now on until the end, seven o'clock? Yes. Or is it, okay. Yeah, cool. I think that's the only time change. Good. Right. Okay. Anything else? Any last words? Thank you. Just a big thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I, thank you <laughs> bye okay. for now everybody bye okay you guys bye bye, bye. 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 thank you bye bye thank you.